0: This week's episode is sponsored by the Breakthrough to Excellence Network. This network will help you stop scaling your business in chaos and get you back to building your legacy by restoring your confidence, your systems, and your strategy that will honor your God-given talents. You can find more information at www.jasminehaley.com. Welcome to the Breakthrough to Excellence podcast. I'm Jasmine Haley, healthcare provider turned educator, entrepreneur, and startup strategist. Not too long ago, I was burnt out, overwhelmed, depressed, and full of fear from a toxic work environment. I created my business out of necessity to create a legacy I can be proud of today. It helps me transform the lives of women every single day to pursue their dreams and entrepreneurial goals. I created this podcast to share the empowering stories of entrepreneurial women, help you break through self-doubt to your greatness, and share business strategies to help you create a thriving and profitable business. If you are an emerging entrepreneur or business owner that wants to create the mindset needed to escape burnout, reclaim your personal power, and pursue your entrepreneurial dreams, this podcast is for you. Stay tuned and listen in. Welcome to the breakthrough to excellence podcast. This is your host Jasmine Haley. And for this episode, we are interviewing Sasha Huff. She is a 10 year radio veteran turned podcast manager and coach. After years of the corporate radio experience, she decided that it was time to go off on her own. And now she helps women launch, maintain and grow their own
1: shows. Welcome, Sasha. Hi, Jasmine. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. I'm excited and also
0: nervous because y'all, it's kind of weird. Like Sasha hears me frequently. (laughs) Sasha is my podcast editor. (laughs) (laughs) And I just had to have her on because she has a wealth of information. She's not your typical podcast editor and podcast manager. The resources that she provides, she demystifies a lot When it comes to podcasting. And I think that should be celebrated. Yes, honey.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Jasmine. Yeah, and no need to be nervous because my favorite part of podcasting is that it's not live. So if we all mess it up, we can just, you know, make it feel really great in post. And I'm confident your editor can do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You know, what's so funny was that right before listeners, right before we got in, I was checking what I often do right before is check to make sure I have all the links. Necessary. And I'm like, why in my head? I said, why am I checking that? Because <laughs> Sasha's going to write the show notes and she'll make sure all the links are in for her business. So, That's what right. a great thing to have <laughs> at this time. Okay. So, Sasha, I want to ch- go into a little bit about why you've decided to do what you do. I actually really love on your feed how you share what it was like for you being in radio. And I've never said this out loud. I don't think that if I didn't become a dental hygienist, if I didn't become an entrepreneur, I would have loved to be a radio show producer.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I would love that. It's so fun. You know, it's my story is actually pretty sad in like the radio industry because I, I had to leave. It just became like such a bad environment for me. But radio and like all of my old radio colleagues, none of like, we all agree, even though it got really awful at the end, radio was the most fun industry to be in. And had it not turned into just corporate advertising, you know, all of us would have stayed there for the rest of our lives. So I hear you. And that this is part of why I love podcasting, though, is because now we all get to be radio show hosts and we don't have to be a part of the corporate nonsense. And you can do that fun dream of being your own your own host. So I and you'd be great. Are you kidding? I love your show. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.
0: I what else wouldn't I do? Because I'm like such an overachiever, right? Let me just add radio producer right after it. If I had the time, I would have found a way.
1: Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Well, you're basically doing it. You're just doing it for yourself, which by the way is so much more fun than than doing it for corporate, you know, overlords. So you're good. Yeah, you're yeah. good.
0: So, you know, you moved into entrepreneurship and you know, I burnt out. Mm. I actually literally burnt out. And I knew that I needed to make that shift. Would you say that you found it challenging to do that, to head into this world of entrepreneurship and to trust yourself
1: and trust your expertise? Yes, 100 percent. So my story, basically, I moved to L.A., I'm from Florida, unfortunately, or, <laughs> for part of my life. Uh, the good news is the foundational part was in Massachusetts. So I always, <laughs> always <laughs> mention that. Um, <laughs> I just got to party a lot in Florida for a while. But yeah, I moved out of Orlando, Florida and came to L.A. and got into radio right then. So it was really a big passion of mine. I worked in, in radio in college for a while, too. And honestly, it was the only job. I, I said this once. I think in a blog or a podcast, but it was the only job I ever went to where I didn't feel like I was going to throw up before getting there. Like I was so excited to go to work every single day. And when I was 27 years old, kind of hit the fan. We'll bleep that. I know how to bleep things. Um, <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I was fully, like, fully committed, right? I was working 90-hour work weeks. I was working on the weekends. You could get me by email at any point during the time of day. It didn't matter. I love and still love live music. I love radio. And so I was, like, living the dream, you know? I moved to L.A. I got a job in L.A. I was working with, you know, I mean, I've worked with Lady Gaga, Nicki Minaj, Justin Bieber. I've interviewed Kendrick Lamar. Like, I... I still honestly can't believe that it happened. (laughs) Like sometimes (laughs) I look back and I'm like, damn, you did that. All right. Like I didn't know anybody in LA. I didn't know LA radio. I was a girl from Florida, just like coming out here, hell bent on making it work. And when I was 27 years old, I lost my father to cancer, which was Mm, just an awful thank you. It was just a terrible time in my life. And, you know... When you're that close to death, it really changes you, you know? And I was like, I cannot spend another second of my life doing something that doesn't bring me immense joy. But unfortunately, at 27, I had no plan. I was just like, y'all, I quit. <laughs> <I'm out." laughs> I was just like, like, any other 27 year old will do, you yeah, know, Hundred <laughs> percent. I had no plan. I was just like, whatever. I have this great resume. Like anybody would be lucky to have me. I really had that like cocky, like, you know, I got the resume and then it was, let's see, 27 years old. So it was like eight years ago. Right. So I'm just in sort of the midst of like a little post-recession, a little like my ego got ahead of me. And I couldn't find a job. Right. So I was I did a bunch of random stuff. And I really believed I could go off and be an entrepreneur. Like at 27, I was like, I'm doing this. It's my game. I've got the tools. I've got the resume. Like I can make this happen. And I just couldn't. So needless to say, a year later, I got lucky and they asked me back. So I went back to the same radio station, same BS again. And I was like, I'm going to do it different this time. Got a different mindset. Like I can make corporate America work for me. I'm just not going to give them my everything. But it's not my personality. Right. Like mm-hmm, you said, mm-hmm. I'm a, like, go all in. I'm committed if I say I'm here for you, like I'm here yep. for you. And I just same thing happened. I burnt myself out. Right. And the deeper story, which can be heard on my podcast and read on my blog, much to many people's dismay, was that there was an affair happening at the radio station between the most powerful man in radio and his assistant. But that man was my best friend's boyfriend, one of the women in my wedding, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. best Mm -hmm. friend, best friend. So I was at the station knowing this was happening. She knew it was happening. He was doing the, I'm trying to work it out with her while also still having his affair. And it became a big part of the demise of my career there, unfortunately, because going into meetings and seeing the, the interactions, knowing what was happening, it really was the fall of actually the career of many people at this radio station. He really... That choice really messed it up. So it wasn't an easy one. Again, leaving a steady salary, I was making pretty decent money. Wasn't anything to like write home about, but it paid my bills. I was able to buy a home with my husband. Like we were doing all right. And I just said, I, I can't do this anymore. I cannot work at a place where the main dude can do whatever he wants and create really uncomfortable like, interactions in a a workplace, and nothing happens to this person. Like, he's getting promoted in front of my Mm -hmm. eye. (laughs) Which is like another slap in the face, like, nothing ain't changing. (laughs) Yeah, like, you (laughs) want to talk about an environment where, you know, it just, as a woman, in entertainment, in digital, in radio, you had a lot stacked against you to begin with. And so then wow. I'm watching these like old white dudes to be really frank mm-hmm. messing up the mentality of everyone around us, ruining the team vibe, pitting people against each other and then making a million a year. I was just like, "All right, <laughs> this isn't the place for me." So I quit for the second time. Yeah. And that time was easier, but still really hard because yeah. you're going from not only my identity which was really wrapped up in my career, right? I'm in LA. I'm doing big radio. I'm getting the pictures with the celebrities. I'm backstage at the concerts. I'm, you know, for all intents and purposes, you're, you know, the people from my hometown are looking at me like, damn, she made it. You know, like I'm on air. I'm, my voice is being heard by millions of people every single day. And still I was just like crying every day. I had to put my armor on to go be in this environment you know, shame tactics were used in management. It was just everything that wasn't right. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, same as you. I got sick and I got burnt out and I had to go. So that's a really long-winded answer. But it was, you know, it it was hard, but it was it had to happen. Like I had no choice at that point. It was my health and my well-being or my career. And I finally got to the point of understanding that, like, your career matters. Your title is important, kind of, but it's not important at the sacrifice of your own well-being. And so I made the hard decision and I did it. And now here I am. Yes, honey.
0: (laughs) Yes. And for like those listening, like at the end of the day, choose you. And it doesn't mean that you don't care about others, but you also are not going to sacrifice your wellness for a job, for people who are toxic, you know, whatever. That really touched me because my mother's death was the catalyst of my change. Mm -hmm. When I realized, like, what the heck am I doing? Mm -hmm. Over here, sick, over a job, over here, you know, like, afraid to to be fully myself, Mm -hmm. you know, making myself smaller to make someone else feel comfortable because they're insecure. And it just really puts things in perspective. It really does. And we don't know when our time is up. And when you see someone that you love that close to you lose their own life, Mm -hmm. it really helps you to appreciate that we aren't invincible, as some of us may feel. So let's make every second
1: count. Like, it's a part of our legacy. Let's make every second count. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. It's like I always say, even though losing my father was without a doubt the worst experience of my life, it changed me in ways that I don't know that those lessons can necessarily be learned or maybe, I mean, I'm sure you can learn them in other places, but there really is a uniqueness of like, of being on death's doorstep with someone and really understanding that like, damn, yeah, you really do have this one life and like being sick through it for a paycheck that again is not, I mean, I wasn't a millionaire. Mm -hmm, (laughs) I wasn't mm -hmm. like driving a Mercedes and not worrying about my mortgage, you know, all for what? you know, to be able to say, to have a pretty title on my resume. It just, it didn't work for me anymore. I love that. There's a book
0: that I've read and I've mentioned it before, but it's written by Bonnie Ware and it's the five regrets of those dying. Mm. Um, It's not something that people may feel like it's triggering or anything like that. Not to my understanding or what I've seen with reading that, but it does tell the lives of people who are at end stage, Mm-hmm. and like what their top five regrets were and what Bonnie learned in treating and caring for those and being a caretaker for those individuals. So I definitely think it's a good read for those of us who are need to get whipped back into shape. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's kind of talk about podcasting. Yeah. I know the listeners up here really want to hear about that. So why Let's first explain for the entrepreneurs out there that do not have a podcast, why it's a great idea to use it for a marketing strategy for their content.
1: Yeah. So my big thing, I actually was just talking about this with someone today, is I just find outside of video, which we all know video is fantastic. It's a wonderful way to communicate your message, for people to get to see you and your facial expressions and, you know, like the essence of who you are as a person. It's great, but the barrier of entry to learn how to record, have good lighting, edit video, export video, that barrier of entry is much larger than podcasting. So from the jump to me, I think that if you want a content marketing play that's not just your blog or pretty pictures, which are amazing, and you could absolutely do that and get your message across really well. But if you're looking for sort of a little bit higher touch kind of content, I really love podcasting. And I just find that for people who have really strong messages about things and have really passionate messages about things... There's nothing that will connect you to a potential client or student or colleague or collaboration even better than hearing their voice. Mm. And that's why I think it's just such an amazing content play is because they can really hear it.
0: But Sasha, I hate hearing my voice. (laughs) What would you say to them? <laughs>
1: oh what would I say to them? You mean the seventeen hundred people in my free community who say this every day? <laughs> I'm just like, you have got. So to me, that's just like it sounds like someone needs to do a little bit of ego work. And that mm-hmm. is not not to be rude. We all trust my friends, my ego and I have a daily conversation (laughs) about what we're (laughs) what choices we're making today. Yeah. But yeah. So if you don't like your own voice, honestly, what I say to that is get over yourself. Like nobody's paying that much attention. You're you probably don't even sound that bad. And P.S., if you've never picked up a mic and you've never had a conversation, be ready to practice a little bit. Be ready for the fact that like, If you've never done radio, you've never done video, you've never done anything like this, you're going to come in and the first few episodes aren't going to be that great. And you have to be willing to have a little bit of vulnerability and just try something new. Understand, let go of the fact that it might not be radio broadcast quality. Like you're not starting as the number one podcaster on Spotify, okay? It's going to be (laughs) fine. So if your voice sounds stupid, it probably doesn't. And I just, I need you to get over yourself like real fast and get into podcasting.
0: Tell me about it. Okay. (laughs) Like if I look back at like some of my videos where the lighting was horrible, like it's had like, first of all, I'm about to step up my game a whole nother level in another week or so. Yeah, But (laughs) if I think about like where I was when I first started, I mean, like I wouldn't,
1: I wouldn't have... I don't know. like, And like, does anyone bring it up? Have you ever no. had someone come up to you and be like, hey, Jasmine, man, remember that old video of yours? Like, nope. you lost me. No, no, nope. no, not at all.
0: Because at the end of the day, I keep my focus on finding the people that I can help. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say that I had to pressure myself a lot by going out and putting a goal like I'm going to show up for the next five days live. Mm hmm. Right. Or I'm going to go out and I'm just going to do it. And guess what? I'm just going to post it. I'm not going to go back and review it. Mm, Okay. Great. For me, I can't because then I'll nitpick. Right. And then I'll, oh, maybe I should take it, you know, take this down because I've said this or that. No, this is me. This is me live and even with the podcasting. So, well. Now you edit, which is wonderful, but I used to edit my own and I was just like, you know what? It is what it is. This is, this is it. This is my heart. This is who I am. And, and for those people
1: that it resonates with great if it doesn't then you feel free to go to somebody else's right and i think that's also why and we hear this all the time in like the entrepreneur world and i am such i'm a reformed like incredible pessimist cynical person like i (laughs) finally started to trust some of these people on the internet but i was (laughs) i was raised to trust no one but my mom I'm still like that, though. Like, I'm really bad. Right. But like there is something to the mindset (laughs) stuff. Right. And the like the getting through it, getting over yourself, just eventually saying like the done is better than perfect and get it out there because it's Mm -hmm. true. You're never going to do it until you take that first really wobbly step. Right. And so the same goes for podcasting. All of that stuff applies to all of these new things that we're trying. And it's important to understand exactly what you just said, which is like, know your why, which we know as entrepreneurs, if you don't have the strong why, you're never building a thousand dollar business, let alone a six figure business, (laughs) because the the muddy trail (laughs) that it takes to get to where you want to be is all of it has to do with can you keep going even if you feel like you're not doing it right? And that is podcasting, too. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's so
0: true. And so statistically 90% of women don't reach it to six figures. Mm -hmm. And that's why I've started my, my brand breakthrough to excellence network and to help support women with getting there. Mindset is a huge thing, getting the confidence, then getting the systems in place so that you're organized. Mm -hmm. But a huge other aspect of that breaking through to that next level is elevating your brand. Mm -hmm. And you will, as an entrepreneur, have to elevate your brand with some aspects, some models or types that are going to be uncomfortable for you. Mm -hmm. And you've got to get used to being visible. You have to get used to being seen, which is the same exact thing. I decided to use a different Mm -hmm. word for the same thing. But, you know, it's it's a necessary aspect of your business so that you can find the people that you have been put on this earth to help. There's somebody out there that needs you and you're allowing your own low self-esteem or your own ego to prevent you from helping somebody Mm -hmm. like you're the solution. This is from Tracy
1: Neely. You're the solution to someone else's problem. And it's interesting, too, because you you share that statistic about. Um, women in entrepreneurship. And I think that's another place that you and I have an overlap of our whys and sort of how this all started. Because for me, it was reading the statistic at the time. So this was about a year ago. It hasn't changed all that much. It's changed a bit, actually, which is great. But only 20 percent of podcasts were hosted by women as of 2017. Yeah. You can't see her face what? right now, but I can. Yeah. 20 <laughs> percent. Right. So we're talking 80% of the messages going out on this huge platform, right? Millions of people are listening every day. And it's still in its infancy, by the way. Some people have never even heard of podcasts still, which is crazy. Yeah. But only 20% of the messaging about entrepreneurship, wellness, you know, political issues, social justice, like all the most important things that people are coming to podcasts about were from Mm -hmm. the perspective of men and their experience and what they believe is the important messages out there. And when I saw that, I was just like, oh, hell no, 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 no. Like, this is not okay. You know, this is another space where women don't feel as confident. Right. How how many times do you speak to a man who says, I didn't know if my message was perfect, so I waited? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ask my husband. The answer is okay. zero percent of the time.
0: Okay. My husband feels like because he married someone that's a dental hygienist, he can do their job.
1: Yeah. Legit. I can't okay. tell you how many times <laughs> my husband would argue radio with me while I worked in a top two market, number two market in the country. And I'd be like, you know that I'm like, uh, uh." so like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's just this thing that we have as women. And it is an unfortunate part of like how we were raised, how our society runs, like all of the systems in place that make us feel like we need to be the expert of experts with our PhD in everything before we can even begin speaking. (laughs) And it's like, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. So That's what launched my whole thing. That's where women who podcast or want to came for. That's how I realized, like, I really mostly want to work with women. I don't really want to work with men. If a really cool guy comes along and he's really respectful of my knowledge and he's got a cool message that he wants to get out there that I think could be beneficial, I'll consider it. But otherwise, I'm like, no, I need my women to get out there and start talking. And so we have that in common of just like, I'm tired of of it being 80% of men who are on these podcasts. Like, no, mm-mm, no more. So what are
0: some action steps someone could take if they are
1: interested in starting? Totally. So I think the first thing to, to really do that is one of the most important first steps is just write down a list of Things you already love and want to talk about. I guarantee you that anybody with a passion could sit here right now and write down 10 to 15 things that they care about in regards to whatever their topic is. And then I want to congratulate you for having a season of your podcast outlined.
0: (laughs) That's not what I did. This is great. (laughs) Follow what Sasha said. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like just sit down and put it all out there. Now, not to say your work is done, obviously. (laughs) However, if you can come up with like 10 or 15 ideas Now you've got a sort of a bit of a skeleton, really. You're not outlined fully, but you've got that basis of like, okay, I know that I could come up with at least a 10 to 15 minute episode about each of these things. Boom. Here's our our season idea. Now, one of the conversations I actually, again, was just having is about people getting stuck at the. Well, I don't like the name of the show. It's not unique enough. Mm. There's. 50 other podcasts about wellness, about entrepreneurship, and I need to find that one thing that nobody's ever heard of. And I want to remind everyone out there. And again, this was (laughs) I was just having to coach someone through this, which is why would people want to hear about something they've never they have no experience with? They don't really care. It resonates in no way to them because it's an idea that's never been discussed before. And to me, that, again, wraps back into the ego. That's it's like powerful. My ego wants me to be the person who brings up the thing nobody's ever heard of. And now your audience is like, oh, that's cool, but I don't have anything to say. I'm not going to email them because I have something to contribute to the conversation. I'm not going to comment on it because I've never even heard of this. This is like totally new information to me. And I would rather you talk about that thing that is being discussed more broadly and in comes your totally unique experience because of who you are and what you've been through and what your life looked like and people you've learned from. And now you get to have a conversation with people who can resonate a little bit. So get off your high horse. You're not going to be the first person to ever talk about wellness, (laughs) but it still matters, (laughs) right? Yeah, yeah. So get out of your own head. I don't care what your title is and P.S. You can change it. Nobody cares. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> like start by calling it the, the wellness podcast in, in five episodes, change it to someone else. And I guarantee, I will bet you a hundred dollars. Nobody notices and or yep. they do not care. <laughs> You're never going to hear about it. So get your artwork out there. Canva, great, you know, free design. We all know about it get your little artwork done, record an episode and just go and get out of your own way and look up resources. You know, there's plenty of resources out there for how to edit, how to launch, how to submit to Apple Podcasts. P.S. Your episode's going to get approved on Apple Podcasts. It's nothing. It's not your unique name that's going to get you there. It's your RSS feed. It's really not not. They're not checking how many times you say, um, no, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't care that much. They want your show on there. You're providing them content. P.S. Where do you think they make their money? They make their money by having all of you give them great content that they don't have to produce on their own. OK, so like you're good. So, yeah, I think it's really just figure out what do you think you want to talk about? Outline a few episodes so you feel good going into it. Have a broad picture of your roadmap, which is those 15 ideas and then sit down and dedicate your time. Batch your content if you can. We've all heard of this before. It's a great way to get yourself organized. And get support, you know, like that's what people like me are out here doing. Like we're helping you stay consistent. We're helping you make sure that your episodes are going out each week. We are editing it to make sure that it flows well. So people actually want to sit and listen to what you have to say. (laughs) I do think that it is important to have a community in some way that understands the unique issues that you can have and the unique complications of podcasting. Yeah. So those are those are my action steps for you. I want you to write your list. I want you to come up with your name and get out of your own way. Make your podcast artwork, record, get yourself submitted and worry about the rest as it happens.
0: Absolutely. And for those that already have a podcast, if you haven't been on it for a while and you've kind of stalled, start with step one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah make that list okay and then Mm -hmm. contact Sasha (laughs) because trust and believe I am done with editing I don't want to ever
1: ever do it again in my life (laughs) yeah and I was just telling that to someone today you know like not everybody has a budget to fully outsource right it's not a cheap thing this is what I call white glove service and you're gonna pay that premium dollar to have someone else fully produce your show but you can outsource just the editing because that's really where a lot of people get tripped up. And understandably, it's a full-time job, by the way. Not everybody wants yes. to be an audio editor. There's a reason it's a full-time gig. So you can do all the fun parts and then outsource your editing. Don't have to worry about that. And then just show up and do what you do every week.
0: Yep, absolutely. Oh, all right, Sasha, I've got my last question for you. All right. So if we were to go back to the very first year that you were an entrepreneur, Mm-hmm. What
1: piece of advice would you give yourself? Mm, That's a good one. I would say to trust myself a little more. I think that at the beginning, I thought I had to be doing or portraying myself as one thing or the other because coming out of corporate mentality. And I think you've talked about this on your show of going from employee mentality to CEO mentality, which is really, really hard, by the way. I think that's actually going back like one of the hardest parts because you're so used to having to work an eight hour day (laughs) like you even if you're just sitting there doing nothing like you're going to find yourself doing that at home. And I would I would say to myself, like, trust yourself more, give yourself more space you know, it's okay to be relaxed. <laughs> you don't have to feel and be busy all the time in order to build a successful business. And I would probably have jumped into entrepreneur communities faster. You know, I'm, I'm three years into entrepreneurship with one year of really understanding, like, what is my gift, which is podcasting. And I do wish I had gotten into community with entrepreneurs faster because we are experiencing something really unique and talking to my friends or my parents about it just killed my dreams. I don't think I'd be here right now if I didn't find my way to other people who understood that this is like a challenging path, but a doable path because, (laughs) right, (laughs) because most people don't believe it can be done.
0: Yes. Yep. And that's exactly why I've created the Breakthrough to Excellence Network. Like. You have to have that support. Yep. You just, it's, there's a reason why so many entrepreneurs, just in general, business owners fail within just five years, two years, three years, you know, like there's different statistics Mm -hmm. for in the first five years, you have to have that. This is one of the most difficult, but rewarding Mm experiences someone can have. And I love that you mentioned that. But and and one of the key things is you've got to trust yourself Mm -hmm. in the process.
1: Yeah, there's so much that that inner knowing those instinctual understandings. Again, I think as an employee, we're often taught to squash those because our manager has the answer. There are rules that we follow, even if they make no damn sense <laughs> and they're losing money for the company. <laughs> you're like, hello, <laughs> like this is like nobody else is doing it like this because it's not working. But you're yep. taught to like ignore your own instincts and you have to right? that. I mean, yep. you are the employee. You don't get to make the decisions. That just is what it is. That's the contract that you are going into. And so it's a muscle that you have to learn. And again, it's really hard to learn that that and and like Build that muscle when you're having conversations with people who aren't in the arena. And so, yeah, I trusting my own instincts is something I wish I had done faster. But I also do recognize and respect that that takes time to build. And it's an effort, like a concerted effort that has to be made. But now being in community with other entrepreneurs, just the way my business has changed in five months, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. This could have been two and a half years ago. It's fine. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think, you know, I, I agree. Like your community is incredible. I think what you're doing is incredible. And and. You know, it is vital. And so if anybody's listening and thinking that, you know, people like Jasmine or myself are making these membership communities merely as like a cash grab just to like get it's it's not. It's because we've been in these communities and we know how important it is. And so now we want to offer those things to the people we're trying to help. So, yeah, that's definitely I would have done it faster.
0: (laughs) Yes. Oh, I just literally did a training last night it's all about like, how do you make money now so you can invest in coaching because you mm-hmm. need it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, And it's like, you have to, in order to get to that level and to avoid some of the common mistakes many people make. I mean, I know the trajectory of my career is possible because of me being in support groups and investing in the right coach Yep, for me in the time period I was seeking it out.
1: Yeah, it's hard to to trust that. I think because of how many people have been burned by coaching situations and or they chose the wrong coach. Quite frankly, they probably didn't listen to their own instinct that said like, ooh, I don't know, but everybody says they're great. And it's like they have a thou- hundred thousand followers. So this mm-hmm. is the person. And it's like, there was probably something in you that was like, "Ah, oh, I don't know. But, you know, again, going back to like, I swear I'm the recovered pessimistic cynic. You never would have caught me talking about coaching a year ago. (laughs) I would have laughed at you and been like, oh, right, like the internet says, yeah, those coaches, those silly online court, like I was the worst of them. And now I'm like, (laughs) oh, oh, (laughs) 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 right about that. Turns out really important. Turns out you find the right people and you really will get the support you need to grow. So, yep, absolutely, man. So let the listeners know where they can find you. Awesome. So yeah, I have a website. It's just my first and last name, Sasha Huff.com. On the website, you'll find a free guide to launch your podcast. That's something I've put together. So it has all the steps you need. So you're not going through Google trying to piece it all together. It's a really easy to follow guide. You can get that there. And then it also has links to my free Facebook community. Again, that's women who podcast or want to. It's for all cis, trans or non-binary people who are comfortable in a women-dominated space. All of you are welcome. Please come. It's a great community. But yeah, Sasha dot com. I'm at Sasha Huff on Instagram. I try to keep it, you know, consistent across the board. But that's the best way to find me. And I'm really excited to to chat. I'm always happy to answer questions where I can. So come find me
0: yes come and find her thank you so much sasha i'm so thankful that you said yes
1: (laughs) oh are you kidding i was so excited i love i truly love podcasting so anytime someone wants to chat with me i'm happy to do it
0: yay well thank you thank you thank you for being on the show my pleasure thanks so much jasmine thanks for tuning into the show Dive in deeper by visiting the show notes for this episode or listening to more episodes on jasminehaley.com. If you found value in the show, share with a friend or leave us a review. I'll see you next time.